Here's Miller and Condon. Two Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's go to Chicago, shall we? He's David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He joins us, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Happy New Year, Cap. Trent and Ken, how are you? Happy, healthy New Year to you and to Trent and all your fine listeners and Centurion Stone, the whole crew. Indeed. Cap, I want to start a couple of, um, we'll get into the Bears, obviously a big story in the Jim Harbaugh, Willie or Woney, and if he does, but is Chicago on his list. Uh, go back to last week, Cap, with Jeff Dickerson. Uh, just the the support, uh, the, the people reaching out, and Adam Schefter did a phenomenal job with this uh, as the uh, the GoFundMe now tops a million dollars for Jeff Dickerson's 11-year-old son who was uh, left behind. Um, what an incredible, incredible um, group of people coming together to make this effort as successful as it was. Yeah, amazing. Uh, horrific tragedy. So for people that don't know the story, they have one son. Caitlin and Jeff Dickerson have one son, Parker. He's 11. And Caitlin died two years ago of cancer. Two years later, Parker loses his dad to cancer. He's an orphan. It's it. He's by himself. He's going to live with his late mother's sister and her family. And then Jeff's parents are very active. But a horrific, horrific time for that young man. And so this GoFundMe started. And the people at Obvious shirts, which is an incredible Chicago company. Uh, they have all those, you know, Albert Pujols is good at baseball, or Chris Bryant is this, or, you know, whatever the shirt is, they've got a slogan. And so they did shirts and hoodies that had, a like, a bear on it with JD's initials and his name on the sleeve, and they have donated so far 100% of the proceeds. He paid for all the shirts. 100% from Joe Johnson at Obvious Shirts, and we're, that part of the GoFundMe is already over fifty grand. The rest of it's at a million one. Hmm. Incredible. That absolutely is. Well, with that, Cap, we go into the team that Jeff covered, and it is the Chicago Bears. Uh, we talked earlier today about the continued rumors about a possibility of Jim Harbaugh going back to the place he played quarterback in the pros with the Chicago Bears. Is that a guy that is the apple of your eye? Harbaugh to the Bears. you like it? Uh, I'm not as against it as some of the callers to our Mm. show today who feel he's quirky and his offense is antiquated and he hasn't had amazing success at Michigan. Some of that may be because he wasn't able to recruit a top-end quarterback. Well, that's not what he's going to be doing for the Bears. He'll be coaching. As an NFL head coach, Jim Harbaugh was 44-19-1 with his Mm. trip to the Super Bowl where he lost to his brother John and the Ravens. Uh, He was able to adjust on the fly from Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick from a passing attack to an RPO-based attack. So uh, we could do a whole lot worse than Jim Harbaugh. Would he be my number one choice? No. But would I grant him the job if that was the best on the list? Yes, 
Absolutely. Who is on the top of your list, Cap? Mike Tomlin. Mm. What are the He's is, losing his court? Yeah, good his point. Quarterback. Yep. So rather than have to go through a rebuild searching for a quarterback, maybe after 15 years never having a losing season, maybe Mike Tomlin says, "You know what?" I want a new challenge. Mm-hmm. And you bring him in and you tell him he's going to handpick his GM and you're going to be the head coach and we'll pay you whatever the amount is. I know Pro Football Talk said in the next couple of years you're going to see the top-end coaches getting $20 million a year. Mm. Okay, that's what the price is. I got a $4.5 billion asset in the Chicago Bears. I can afford anything I want in That'd be my number one guy. Is Sean, Sean Payton, Payton on the list? On the, yep, yep. Yeah, Sean Payton would be. Uh, John Harbaugh would be. So, you know, I want someone who's been there, done that before. Smart coach. A competent coach. Mm-hmm. A well-run organization is also a piece of this, too. We talk about this so much, Cappy, just about the organizational structure. But what about Ryan Pace? Is he safe for another year? Is this going to be a house cleaning with the GM also on his way out? You could look at this a couple of different ways. The fact that they haven't fired Matt Nagy yet, although we reported it, Boomer Siasons reported it, mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport, that Matt's already been told it's over. You're not going to be back, but you're going to finish out the season. You could look at it two ways. Well, if they're not telling us, but just telling Matt and not handling interviews, Maybe that's because they've already decided they're going to fire Ryan, and so they'll clean everything out at the end of the year, search for a GM, and then that GM will hire his head coach. Or you could look at it the other way. Ryan's coming back. They didn't want to have to have a press conference to announce Matt is out, opening up Ryan to a bunch of questions that he can't answer because maybe he's going after Sean Payton or Mike Tomlin or whoever it is. And so who are you going to talk to, Ryan? I'm not going to say. Well, what's the point of having a press conference then? Right. Let Matt, we're paying him anyway, yeah. let him finish the season, and then we'll move on. Cap, speaking of moving on, is there a big name on that roster? I mean, I guess Allen Robbins is probably the answer that, that has no chance of being a Chicago Bear next year for whatever reason, whether it's money, whether they're just ready to move on. Um, is, is there a big name out there? Khalil Mack, maybe? What should we anticipate? I would be surprised if it's Khalil Mack because you're not going to get the value back for the value he provides on the field. And he's coming off surgery. Dead cap hit is, I'm trying to remember, I looked it up yesterday, but I looked up everybody. So a lot of numbers swimming in my head, but it's at least north of $12 million, I know that. So you're going to pay Khalil Mack in terms of a hit on your cap over $12 million, and that's post-June 1, so that he could sack your quarterback if you play against him? That's just asinine. That's just stupid. So I don't see Khalil Mack gone, and I don't think they're going to trade him and absorb that hit because they're not going to get you know, two number ones or you know, some big package of picks back. They're just not. He's on the other side of 30 now. It's not the 27-year-old guy they traded for in 2018. So... I would think it's Allen Robinson. Obviously, Jimmy Graham won't be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they going to do at safety? You know, they can't move on from Eddie Jackson because they paid him. But are they bringing Tayshawn Gibson back? Uh, is Danny Trevathan? They're going to take a smaller, albeit somewhat significant, dead cap hit to go get another inside linebacker. There's a few ways you could go here. 
offensive line. You get to talk to Olin Krutz. I know he watches in the middle there. James Daniels, just how good he is becoming inside for the Bears. And also, what they found with Larry Borum. This young rookie feels like they got a building block there with the tackle spot in the offensive line. Okay, so here's what Olin said the other day on TV with us. He, if it was him running the team, and again, this is a guy that will be in the Hall of Fame someday on the offensive line, Olin would go out and commit whatever it took to get the single best left tackle available, wherever it is, free agency, trade, whatever I have to do, I'm getting a guy that I know is a stud at left tackle. He said, I'm moving Tevin Jenkins to right tackle, and I'm moving Big Larry Borm inside at right guard. He said, now I got Tevin Jenkins, who's a big, road-grading, nasty guy, and Larry Borum, and then I've got this great left tackle. I got uh, Cody Whitehair and moving James Daniels to center. If they can make that all work on the cap, that is a massive upgrade yes, to your offensive is. line. Yeah, you'd sign for that in a second. Mm-hmm. Get Jason Peters 10 years ago. <laughs> not, not, yeah. not this one, right? When he was. Uh, Cap, uh, a listener's called uh, just after you were on last week and then again today t- to remind me to ask you. He's a big Steve McMichael fan. Just wants to know if there's any news on Mongo who's in a real fight for his life as sadly everybody, for the, I mean, a big percentage of people when they're afflicted with ALSR. A- a- any news on McMichael? All we've been told is it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not a good situation, and they've kind of gone dark now. They did a number of fundraisers, yeah. but we have not been in any contact with Steve, and I've heard that the situation's not good. Yeah, as ALS usually and sadly. Justin Fields, rookie season in the books. Uh, Going to see whoever goes out there, Dalton Foles, doesn't really matter, against the Vikings on Sunday. Ten interceptions against seven touchdowns, did some things, but the record when he was in there compared to the other quarterbacks, not quite as good. How would you grade year number one for Justin Fields? Uh, I'd give him a C this year. Look, he's had, first of all, I think he's poorly coached. I do. That's A. B, he does not have a lot of game-breaking offensive players. He's got a bad O-line in front of him. Not a horrific O-line, but not good enough. And so when you add all that up, and he's a rookie who Matt Nagy said on Monday to us in the media, the plan was for him not to see the field this year. Okay, so then explain to me, if that was the case, the plan was for him not to see the field and for Andy Dalton to start all 17 games, then why was Nick Foles not the backup? What Matt says makes no sense. If you're not going to play him, I was told the same thing when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. They told me, not through the media, to my face, we're not playing Mitch this year. He only started 13 games in college. We're going to let him develop, learn the pro game, learn how to be a pro, the whole deal. Five games in. He's got to play on a bad football team. And I'm not saying he would have become the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. But if you have a plan, you got to live by your plan. And so if you're paying Nick Foles anyway, and we don't want to play Justin Fields, then why was it not Andy Dalton and then Nick Foles? Justin's not an option unless those two go down, then I understand. But th- what they say makes no sense. Last week... We're playing Jermaine Effetti at right tackle. We're not starting Larry Borum a week later after we blast them in the media for idiocy. All right, we'll start Larry Borum. <laughs> like, everything they do is reactionary and dumb. Yeah. 
Hmm. Cap, you brought up the name Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was uh, a part of the sports cycle yesterday when Hub Arkish, a Chicago media personality and a real mover behind uh, at the time, Pro Football Weekly was was absolutely huge. He had built a uh, not an empire, but he had a good thing going there. He's got an MVP vote. He said he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers. He's not a good guy. Uh, he's he's letting his uh, personality, his personal feelings over um, a player. Get in the way. Like, is an MVP vote, it's not the end of the year. But how did that, or end of the world, rather. How did that go over in Chicago, Cap? Hub Arkish's statement. Um, I don't think this is Packers-Bears things. I, re- I really don't. I just think this is, uh, he just refuses to uh, uh, vote for Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't like him. How did that go over? It did not go over well with a large number of fans that I follow or interact with, social media or calls to our show. Look, you could say I'm not voting for him because I think that Jonathan Taylor had a better year, Tom Brady had a better year, Joe Burrow had a better year, whoever it is. And everyone being like, well, I don't agree with your choice, but it's your vote. Right. But when you get one of 50 votes and you're going to allow your dislike for someone personally, you can't deny the fact. I'm not a Packer guy. You can't deny the fact he's the best player in the NFL this year. And it isn't close. So to not vote for him, I thought Hub embarrassed himself. I did too. Let's move on to a little basketball. The Bulls winners of eight straight. I'm sure the city's getting excited about this team. The back-to-back over the weekend, game winners from DeMar DeRozan. Both asinine shots. The one from the corner over two defenders, ridiculous in its own right. And then the game winner off one foot. This guy has transformed this team. DeRozan, there's something about him. He just seems like a winner. Do I have that right? Oh, yeah. I think he is a winner. I think he's a really good dude. Everybody I've talked to around there, uh, I've never interacted with him, but everyone I've talked to who has said, great guy. He's out there the other night. He goes 7 of 13 at the line. Bulls win over a lousy Orlando team. It was their third game in four nights. They didn't play exceedingly well, but they won. That's all that mattered. Click another victory. They're 25 and 10. And then he went out on the court while they were breaking down the court and the seating gets pushed back because the uh, hockey team, the Hawks, had a game last night against Colorado Avalanche. He stayed out there, and they had to wait till he was done Two. 150 free throws on the United Center floor. And he said, look, I have to be better than I was because maybe tonight those free throws didn't cost us, but there's going to be a game next week. They've got Brooklyn here, and then two days later they have Golden State here. Well, you got to make those shots, kid. I'm not saying you got to go 13 for 13, but you got to find your rhythm. And I thought it was outstanding what he did. He didn't go to the practice facility because it's not the same basket. He wanted to shoot in the arena that he plays in after he got done scoring whatever he scored, 28, 27, 28, I think. Uh, I thought that was great leadership that he showed a young guy. Captain, you miss talking baseball this time of year, at least you know, speculation, maybe some uh, – some, there's nothing to talk about. It drives me crazy in the baseball world. I love baseball. It's the – the single number one sport that courses through my veins. I love all sports. I'm at home last night. I've got $25 on Pascal Siakam to go over in <laughs> rebounds and assists, and I'm watching the Raptors game. And as soon as he hit it in the third quarter, I flipped off. My wife's like, "That? I thought you wanted to watch that game. 
no, nah, I already made my $25. I'm out. <laughs> and then I flipped over and I'm watching the Blackhawks. Like, I'll watch anything. But baseball is what courses through my veins. And the fact that I'm not going, hmm, I wonder if my Cubs are going to do this. I wonder what the White Sox are going to do. Oh, wow, Kyle Schwarber's going where? Yeah. Chris Bryant did this. None of it matters because we're in the middle of a lockout. And then I realized that Ken Rosenthal loses his job because that? he gave negative opinions about a commissioner who, on his watch, things haven't gone well. That's embarrassing. No, it really is. Cap, great stuff. Uh, by the way, if you were watching the Black, that goal, that overtime winner by Kale McCarr last night. Oh, my Oh, God. my goodness. Wow. I fell asleep because I have to. I get up at three forty-five to go to work, and I got up and got like eight texts from buddies of mine that said, "Dude, you did you see that goal?" I hadn't responded. I'm not going to respond that early, so I go on Twitter and I look up the goal. It was the number one play on SportsCenter, but I'm on my phone watching it. My wife's fast asleep, looks over because she can hear the noise. Like, what are you doing? I had to see this call, honey. Sorry. It was amazing. <laughs> it truly was. Cap, great stuff. Thanks for doing this, as always. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Capper. I look forward to it, boys. Everybody have a great week and stay warm. Absolutely. We'll try our best. Thanks, Cap. Good to hear from you. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Well, since we were speaking with Cap, there's a little news. Yes. Iowa football-wise. Riley Moss will come back for his final season Good of eligibility. Him. All Big Ten player. All-American. Yep. Get him back in a big-time way for one final go-around. Him on one side. Jamari Harris, how about the growth out of him Jeez. on the other side this season? Before the interception, even, he mm-hmm. was playing great no, he was on the game right. on that, Saturday. The, the interception just wasn't his own right. play. You're it was right. a high-level game from him all throughout. Yep. It was funny in our text thread with my tailgate group. Somebody said it just moments before it came through. You know, Harris is playing really yeah. well today. and He gets the interception right after that one. So you got those two. Dayton Belton still with the decision. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but mm-hmm. if he comes back... There's, a, there's an early enrollee that I cannot wait to Yeah, Xavier Wampa. I thought Kayvon Merriweather really yeah. took a big step forward this year. Also, we saw Quinn Schulte when Kerner got hurt. Mm-hmm. He came in. He's a very competent backup. Hey, breaking news. Phil Parker's got a pretty good defensive backfield. Linebackers coming back I, in As far as we know, we're all going to be there. Defensive line is growing. Got to find a replacement for Van Valkenburg, but outside of that... They're, they got some dudes. I was going to have a good defense. Yes. Here, breaking news. <laughs> Complimentary football. All right. Offense. Get the offense figured out. Oh, so you can truly be a complimentary football right. team. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. We will discuss them next with our They're friend. They're playing complimentary football. More defense than ever Until before. last week. Yeah. Joe Burrow does that to some people. Boy, he's good, isn't he? Can you stop blitzing and put an extra guy out there on Jamar Chase, please? Just some of his catches were just otherworldly. That one wasn't even the touchdown one up the right sideline, right where he got pushed out of bounds. That was incredible. Yeah, uh, him and Jefferson on the same team. That LSU championship team—they weren't bad. Had some dudes. Oh, we'll tell you about Centurion Stone in a minute. We'll, we do have to get to to our break. Uh, Mitch Holtis is going to join the program next. Uh, it's Miller and Condon, Ron Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Occurring this spring. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3 P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? 
That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolfical Sports. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. You'll ever have to buy Juna. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips, Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 30 on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As promised, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, our final guest here on a Wednesday. Papa John's in Central Iowa makes it possible. The Donaldsons for us to speak with our friend, the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. It's the Broncos. It's the Chiefs. It's a Saturday afternoon affair uh, in the Mile High City. Hello, Mitch Holtis. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? Well, trying to navigate this whole uh, NFL landscape and the Chiefs' kingdom landscape because obviously changed after Sunday and then on the ride home, and yes, ride home, (laughs) we had a nine-hour one-way trip there and a nine-hour one-way trip coming back, and then we find out about east of Columbia, Missouri. Whoops, you're forward flexed. (laughs) The sirens went off, and Uh you're not playing Sunday, you're playing Saturday. They're moving the game up on you. And so it's been an interesting time ever since then. But here we are trying to navigate it all. Indeed. So, so no uh, advance notice whatsoever that uh, watch out for this possible. Not saying it's going to happen, but just in case it does, be prepared. The NFL didn't uh, clue them in at all, huh? They didn't clue our crew in. Okay. Um, and I don't, I think it hit the, well, maybe, I don't know about Clark Hunt or Mark Donovan, the president, or Andy Reid, the head coach, but I, I did talk to Steve Spagnuolo, who goes, hey, I didn't do it until Monday morning uh, when he got up, because he crashed when they got home, and he gets up at you know, dark 30, whatever, and he goes, whoa, 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 Saturday, we're playing Saturday? 3.30. Uh, and honestly, it has been wow. a mad scramble since then for everyone. So, no, I wasn't aware of any advance notice, like it's even a possibility. That's wild. Absolutely crazy. And here it is. Yep. Getting ready for this game. Of course, the loss to Cincinnati, very impactful. You lose that number one seed. Now you need help to get back up to that top seed, the only bye that comes along with it. What was the feeling with the team after that one? Feeling letting it get away out to that two touchdown lead early on in the football game, and Cincinnati just kept coming back. Played Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen when they were making every shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the feeling. Yeah. They're good. They are. Good. Jamar Chase is good, okay? And Joe Burrow's good, and T. Higgins is good, and Tyler Boyd's pretty good, and C.J. Uzama's a good complement, and their offensive line's not very good, and Joe Mixon's really good. 
they can tack you vertically better than any team in the league. And they can send three or four verticals on you, and that creates problems uh, in your back third if you don't sack Burrow. Uh, the Chiefs did get pressure on him. The times they stopped him was either a sack or a big quarterback hit that ended the drive. So you can take that and view Bengals fans in Des Moines. Just have that. You got a, you got Scotty Pippen and Jordan when they're making shots. But um, you may be playing three on five sometimes uh, <laughs> if you can't handle the pressure of the four-man rush. But that's that's it with those guys. But they're good, and they're going to be viable in the playoffs, the Bengals. Uh, no doubt. Joe Burrow apparently will not play this week because he's going to – he's yep. got a knee. Uh, what, do you remember the play that it happened on? Because he didn't – I mean, he, he finished the game. I think it's – what was and it? I think it was a it was an accumulation of hits. Okay, he's hit him hard, hit him hard. Okafor hit him. He gets up slowly. I'm like, I don't know if he's coming back, and yeah. he comes back into the game. Tough kid. Uh, and then he got hit again. I think this one was Chris Jones, if I'm not mistaken. And he's getting up again, wobbly. And then he took a shot on that play uh, at the very end, uh, where they're down inside the five yard line, and they decided, hey, we're set it out. We're going to have uh, what's his nose, go in and take knees here and then kick a field goal. But I even thought at the end of that game where he even Burrow said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But uh, I'm thinking, no, he's not good, man, because he's, he's the fighter that won the fight. Yeah, You know, he's Apollo Creed in Rocky One. He won the fight, but he took some blows. So we'll see how this weekend plays out and who it's going to be, but it's pretty simple, right, between – the possibility of playing the Raiders, who you club twice, and the Chargers, who two epic games and you split both of those. You want to see the Raiders again, even trying to beat a team a third time, right? Or the Colts. Throw the Colts in this mix. They're in this mix. Uh, now, let's just take first things first, and this is where your compadre there, Ken Miller, <laughs> uh, my favorite Canuck, now that the Canadian doctor's gone, um, from our team playing for the Jets, uh, I think Denver will play with a lot of pride. The Chiefs have to win the Denver game. Yep. I've heard some discussions throughout the Chiefs' kingdom of like, well, let's let this one go. What, rest the guys and let it go. No, you could drop to the four seed, and that's bad. I mean, if you get the two seed, even if you don't have the miracle Houston Texan upset of the Titans, which won't happen, you're going to be the two seed. Then you have the chance to play home and home, um, two home games in the playoffs in the wild card divisional playoff round, and you put yourself in position. If the Titans would get upset, then now you're hosting. So this game means everything to the Chiefs, and I think it means a whole lot to the Broncos, even though it would feel like it doesn't, because I think the Bronco team is going to play with a lot of pride, and they've got they they just have enough pieces to pull this off. And and I'm telling you straight up. This is a pre-playoff playoff game Saturday afternoon. No, I don't disagree with you, Mitch. I think they want, uh, seemingly, Vic Fangio's coaching his final game on Saturday. I think they like him. Um, I, I, you don't hear too much beefing amongst the players or read too much about it uh, with him. They get Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick back from the COVID list. Drew Locke is trying to make a case for he's singing for his NFL career is what he's doing right now. So I think that this is going to be a close game. I really do. I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement. And they're capable. And the Charger game, all those guys are out with COVID. It still is, they give up a 101-yard kickoff return, a long punt return. Deontay Spencer fumbles a punt. That game could have been way different. So I think it's going to be a dogfight for the Chiefs, and they need to win it. And there's there's really good players on that Denver team. No doubt about it. So we look forward to the playoffs. And, well, the defense, for the first time in, what, two months, 
really showed some warts. You mentioned just how yep. good that Cincinnati team is playing. How concerned were you? Talking about Spags, bringing those blitzes all over the place, didn't have that extra defender. Was it a one-week anomaly against a really good opponent, or did you walk away more concerned than you had been maybe since October? I'm waiting for that answer, Trent. It's an excellent question, but I also have that same question, and I've talked with Spags some this week, and we'll talk with him again later before this game. And that is, that's basically my question. It's more of a psychological, uh, mental question as much as it is physical. And the fact that for eight weeks, this was the Chiefs, this Chiefs team was the best defensive team in the NFL, giving up 12.9 points per game. I also told you guys last week, though, that Cincinnati, and I just mentioned it, can attack you vertically. Mm-hmm. They're, they're unique in that way. No team in the league can attack vertically like Cincinnati, not with the long ball thrower like Burrow and the guys he's throwing to. All right, that being said, what is your psyche going into the Denver game? It, it's the, you know, you played so with so much confidence and swag, and now some of that, you know, has been peeled off. Uh, what do you have for Denver? And Denver, if Drew Locke's going to play, now his shoulder's dinged up, Ken. Yes, it is. So we don't know. I mean, is this Brett Rippon? Is this who we got? Be Brett Rippon. Yeah. Well, here, you got, I mean, there's there's vertical threats. You mentioned Judy. Cortland Sutton's getting his game back. Um, and So you can hum the ball downfield. Fant, uh, the Iowa Hawkeye, the Omaha South Packer, uh, is playing good ball. Um, Okuebenam can do things. I mean, they can stretch the field in those two running backs, yeah. particularly Javante Adams, who I think is a stud. I mean, Williams, Williams yeah, yeah. Javante Williams is a stud. But you can attack vertically, particularly if it's Drew Locke, because that's the best thing he can do is shoot it downfield. And that's his bailout fail-safe. If he's getting pressured, he wants to gun it down there. That's where he gets in trouble. Uh, but he's got a big arm, and he can hit you vertically. So, Trent, I can't answer that question. I don't think we'll answer it till 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I want to bring up one guy in the defensive line. Jones and Clark seemingly get the headlines. Jaron Reed, I think he's having... Every time I turn on a Chiefs game and watch watch them, he's making a play in the middle of that defensive line. Um, it doesn't get the accolades, at least I, I don't think he does, than Jones or Clark do. I think he's had, putting together a pretty nice season, Mitch. And I'm going to give you two others. I'll see your Jaron Reed. He's played better in the second half, but Turk Wharton is way underrated on this team. Okay. Division two, Missouri S&T, uh, undrafted free agent. In fact, my, I think you talked about you know, him in August. Yep, I did. Yeah. And my minute with Mitch this week, um, you know, on, on Fox 17 is going to be about the undrafted free agents. One of the reasons the Chiefs have won the AFC West six years in a row is the fact that they strike gold with these undrafted free agents. A one fourth of their team is not drafted. And Turk Wharton is a low level division two team, uh, kid, uh, from an academic engineering school that has played his tail off. Then the other side of this is the veteran in uh, Melvin Ingram, because he has been wood glue for this team. Maybe not a wood screw, but he's wood glue. And he has been a compliment that's made Jaron Reed better. So your point's a good one. And I think when you look at it going even further, you realize how it has all come together for the defensive front. Offensive line. Of course, the Super Bowl, it was the story coming out of that. They retooled it. Creed Humphrey has become a star in his rookie season, but a very banged up now O-line. Niang had that injury. Really tough one to see. Brown's been questionable the last couple of weeks. I know Remmers is trying to make his way back. What's the latest on that offensive line? And goes without saying, the importance of up front in front of Mahomes. Positive signs for Orlando Brown Jr. 
Now, he had a calf strain. He goes out in warm-up, okay, in warm-up at the Cincinnati game, and then you lose Niang six plays in, you lose two tackles, and you haven't even played seven plays in the game. It's just weird things happen in Cincinnati. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but Orlando Brown, Jr., seems like he's coming back. That's good. Now, if he's up and running for the playoffs, and maybe we'll get into this next week, but the two things that give me hope for the Chiefs in the playoffs, even over the 2020 and 2019 teams, are two things. The offensive line is young and feisty, different than the 2020 and 19 teams, where they had older offensive linemen kind of hanging on for dear life. They fought it out, but they were hanging on. These guys are coming after you. They are young, hungry, and they will hit you, particularly those interior three. Now, the second part of this is young, feisty linebackers, because the Chiefs did not have that in 19 and 20. If Willie Gay Jr. is up and running, he's healthy and ready to go. Same with Nick Bolton. You're taking those two guys into the playoffs. And I'm curious how they'll play this week because they are center stage against Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. So those two things give you hope that this Chiefs team has a little something more than even the 2019 and 2020 team going into the tournament. Speaking of up and running for the playoffs, the Titans have just officially designated Derrick Henry to return Ooh. off IR today. So mm, they get their due. King Henry. Uh, it's a Saturday night. It's a dinner time affair. It's the Chiefs and the Broncos. Let's eat. Ken Miller's signature bowl game, the Holtus Miller Bowl again, uh, with the Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, yep. And these are, these are big games for, for Papa John's. So, you know, I talked to the Donaldsons about it. These games, uh, and we have so many Chiefs fans, but so many NFL fans, this is a standalone game again, right? It'll start at 3.30, but in the second half, uh, work ahead and get that delivery from Papa John's because that's the best way to enjoy uh, Chiefs and Broncos' second half is with a slice of the great Papa John's za right there in your hand. Indeed. We'll talk playoffs next week. Hope it's a good game. Believe that it will be. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Yes. Happy New Year, sir. Same to you, and same to you, Trent, and uh, here we go, man. It's mad scramble time. Indeed it is. Thank you, Mitch. Talk to you next week. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Papa John's in Central Iowa, makes it possible for us to speak with Mitch. All right, pull up a chair, sir. I gave you a $100 free bet here at the Condon Casino. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is to win the AFC. It's tough. But if it's $100 I get for free, so I've got an opinion. Go got ahead. an opinion. Here yep. we go. These uh, numbers come to us from DraftKings. Again, to win mm -hmm. the AFC, to get to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are the favorite, plus 225. They're too short. The Buffalo Bills are the second choice at 3-1. to one. The team with a win that would have the only buy, the Titans. Now 9-2, plus 450. I get Derrick Henry back. And Derrick Henry is back. How about the Patriots, plus 750? And, uh, no, too soon for them. Rookie quarterback, Colts at 8-1. to one. Something about that team, and I know exactly what it is. He's number two, and he's under center, and you can't <laughs> trust him. How about those Cincinnati Bengals? They're the Trent, sixth choice at 9-1. to one. Trent, it's not a crazy bet. Cincinnati Bengals. I know it is, but it's Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Boyd, Mixon, who's on COVID. He Can just... I interest you in a lightly used Chargers at 20 to 1? <laughs> lightly used. Uh, no. No. How about a long shot ticket with the Raiders at 50 no, to 1? No, no. Steelers 200 to 1? Steelers aren't getting. Did you see the scenario that potentially. Um, there's there's a scenario where Sunday night football, mm -hmm. if there's a tie, 
they could essentially take knees the entire game, the Chargers and the Raiders, and they'd both get in. Yeah, you need the Jaguars to beat the Colts. Right. By the way, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville, a it's division crazy. made since 2014. It is the NFL. That happens. Those teams can let the tie happen, and they both get in. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild to watch? Yeah, 30 minutes of knees. No, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. NBC would not be real pleased. No. Woof. Woof, indeed. Uh, so what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to... You're taking Do you Cincinnati. like the Chiefs? I like them that I got a future ticket before the season on them. Uh, what did you get them at? Five to one. And it was... To win the whole thing, though. Just not yes, the AFC, right? right. Yeah. And it was also, for every win, it, you had to do a $50 bet. And for every win of the regular season, you got $5 back. Well, I've already got made my money back. And now I have a free Where'd ticket. Where did you get that at? That was FanDuel, I want to say. Really? Yeah. That was one of those August promotions. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to jump on that. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks in, I said, well, what a garbage ticket this thing is. Yeah. And now it's right back the other way. You're buying Cincinnati a 9-1, to aren't you? I, I think I am. I just, I'm just a, such a huge Joe Burrow fan. I might take something on the Patriots. If I had the same thing as you, again, price too tight just, on the Chiefs. Yeah, it's just too short. It's Buffalo, too short. can't go there. No, and I've got a nice Super Bowl ticket on Buffalo. Yes, Not that do. I feel good about it. got one on the Titans as well. Who have I got in the AFC? I've got the Titans, I've got the Bills, I've got the Colts, and I've got the Chargers. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All my NFC money is on... No, I don't. I've got the Cowboys, too. I've got the Packers and the Cowboys. And somebody's going to win it outside of those two. And I'm going to lose money. Right. Uh, we'll come back. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. DraftKings has an unbelievable offer to get all new fans in on the action with this exciting time of the football calendar. New customers, listen up. You bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. If they do, you win $200 in free bets, so let's wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on football with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code KXNO. Bet just $5 on any NFL team. If that team wins, you'll get $200 in free bets. That's code KXNO. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, and restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local. 100 bets off. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Circus Sports Play of the Day coming up momentarily. A little housekeeping. Uh, forgot about our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Make it possible for us to speak with David Kaplan on a weekly basis. So we're certainly grateful to them uh, for that relationship. And folks, if you have a project, an interior or an exterior project that, you know, maybe th- some stone, veneer, um, and any of that is on your to-do list for 22 
Interior, exterior, you'll find over 200 pattern color combinations. Centurion Stone of Iowa. That is the website, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Or you can visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurionstoneofiowa.com. Circus, play of the day, Iowa State, Texas. Tech have a little get-together at Hilton tonight. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Already played that one. Got it at three and a half. It's up to four now depending on where you're shopping, but mm-hmm. jumped on Iowa State, saw that opener yesterday, and uh, didn't get on it quick enough. And, of course, the news today for Texas Tech and then the back injury going to be impactful. Yeah, I'm going to play the Cyclones. I'm also looking at a couple of games. Creighton, they're at Villanova. Blue Jays play well against Villanova. It doesn't seem like they always go step-to-step with Villanova, even good ones. They're going to be out in Philly. Going to grab the points tonight with the Blue Jays, grabbing 11 in that one. Big Ten tilt tonight, an ugly one. Penn State at Northwestern. Penn State got Indiana the other day. They're not very good. Yeah, Northwestern's a little bit better. Okay, Gave Michigan State a tussle, was impressed with them. What was that Sunday? I think that game was. Going to grab Northwestern, lay the points with them. And one more. Alabama, Florida, give me the Gators at home, minus one and a half. That was a hell of a basketball game. Hell <laughs> of a basketball, or football game, rather. Hell yeah. of a football game. Um, tomorrow night, what will the Hawks line be? Whiskey Hawks. Wisconsin Slight three, maybe something like that. That was my guess, too. Let's see here. Well, we can see what Ken Pomeroy has it at. That uh, line will come out more likely later this afternoon at Circa. He has it Wisconsin 2. Okay. You're going to be right in that range. Johnny Davis against Keegan Murray. Ooh, baby. That's a good one. Yeah, certainly. Boy, they put on a show. What's today? Wednesday? That Was was it Monday night? It was it Monday was, night. Yeah. Uh, boy, they put on a show. Good so, God. Iowa State rolled tonight. You like uh, them? I'm, without Shannon? Yeah, I think they can. I really want they, they can't shoot as poorly as they did. You wouldn't uh, think against, so. On sa- was it Saturday? The yeah, they all run together. It does. Against Baylor, uh, five-point loss, so one for 14 from, from three. They're, they're going to be better than that. Kalsher's got to make a couple of shots tonight, he does. doesn't he? Mm. And, and you think, and if he doesn't, don't give up. Right. I mean, just don't. He's just he's he's got that in him. Now, I'm not saying you can fill it up, but he did when they were in Brooklyn. Don't get J.C. Holloway disease where you just become scared to right. shoot. Good. That's a great analysis. Good comparison there. Yeah, I, I think the clones win. Then they go to Oklahoma. And then they can beat the Sooners this weekend. And then the water gets a little deeper next week. <laughs> yes, it does. But uh, it's going to be a fun race, and they are not going to be part of it at the top. The Big Twelve stacked. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I saw one of the brackets yesterday, eight teams. Wow. We shall see. Long way to go. Uh, Murph and Andy had won the Fanatics at 3 Hawk Central tonight at 6. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 to noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 K.